Hallelujah. <clears throat> Welcome to Module 4 Pruning Part 2. <laughs> I, I just like what God is doing because I didn't plan this, but I believe this is what He wants you to hear. You know something? I believe that for everyone that came, God brought you. And if there's a dimension of what you must hear. Sometimes it's not even in the model. It just God just says, say this, say this. So I want you to open up your heart as we go into Module 4 pruning and i say this is the story of my life <laughs> thank you lord don't worry we'll be fine so we'll go into the slides now the objectives the objective of this teaching of this model is to introduce you to what i call god's building system god's building system this is the operation of god this is how god builds his own help is our God. This is the pruning itself is God's building system. And why do we have to go through this model? Four reasons. The first one is so that you take solace in your passing through. Mm, very important. Some of us are going to be passing through. Because the Bible says it didn't say if you say when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the fire, that means you will pass through. I will be with you. The Lord will be with you. So when you, you're passing through, perhaps you're also already passing through the season and you, you're asking questions, you're finding it difficult to comprehend or you just want so difficult. This pain is much. Can someone come to comfort? It is the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to comfort you. But yeah, there are support systems like this pro program now. Preventure is for you. So that you understand. And this model could be for you. And God said, don't worry. God let her know that I'm with her. <laughs> so take solace. Understand your sins. Understand what is happening to you. And know that the devil is not after you. Okay? Now to get understanding of how the God's own building system works. How it works out. You must understand it. And to be equipped and armed with the right information. These are the times where when you'll be agitated and if you're not properly uh, tutored and mentored, you may actually <laughs> think that God is fighting you. Within your heart, you be angry with God. You'll not be at peace with God. You'll be keeping... Some, some people keep malice with God. I don't understand. <laughs> you'll be angry and like... And you, if you get... That desperation may actually push you to the wrong side. The wrong quarters trying to find me going from mountain to mountain. Help me, just give me peace. And he, there is no way you can get peace. Peace is from God. He said, My peace I leave, not as the world giveth. So there is no way you, your life and you can find me outside God. If God's hand is on you, oh, even if you run, you bring you back to that spot. So there is no peace anyway. So don't stop moving around. Get this information. You understand what is happening to you. So you will not fight God. You will not be angry with God. I will make your passing through easier and faster. That's, that's what this model is all about. Not all about. That's why we have. God, I believe that's why God placed this. This model. The la as the last one. In this program alone with God. So it's to also to be paired as vessel in the last time. So let's just go for that. We'll make it be faster. I'm going to work with this slide. I hope to work with this slide. So pruning God's building system 
Let's look at John chapter 15 verse 2 says, He cut off every branch in me that bears no fruits. While every branch that does bear fruits, he prunes so that he will be even more fruitful. He is God. It's God that, does, that is doing you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sometimes you think the enemy is after you. God says, I am the one doing you. I've heard that before. Say, and if God is doing you, you understand when we say God is doing you, who do you run to? Hmm? Who can help you? Nobody. It's for you to cooperate and align. Those cooperators, okay, okay, God, please, okay, I'm ready. And submit totally to you. And just leave yourself on that. So, see, there will be surgical operation. Yeah. You'll be on that tier, in that, in that tier, tier table. And it will cut into pieces. It will cut you. It will take the part that it doesn't want. It's going to be painful. But it will be painful later. It will first be painful. God use me the way I am. Who does that? God doesn't use you. You say, come to him the way you are. Uh, when you come, he will use you the way he wants. So, and he wants to use you. He will take you to that, take you that surgical operation. You, he will cut you. He will take away from you. He will hurt to you. And he will sow you back. If that's the English word, forgive, forgive me, please. Um, but yet, you will see the mark that he went through a surgical operation. You went through an operation. Surgical exercise. You went through it. The mark will be there. The scar will be there. What happened to you, mother? Ah, no. It was when I fell down. We had a difficult day. You know, they now they asked teach me. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So sometimes I ask God, why? Someone is not. I'm still fruitful. Are you are still bringing your <laughs> your instrument to cut and you know what it takes to prune. If you did a little elementary aggregate with the scissors, you're still cutting. Ah, am I not saying no? That's the only way you can be more fruitful. For those that do not, pay, you know, their judgment, you will uproot them. Ah, but for you that you're, you're still bearing fruit, it will still come and prune you. And it says it's so that you can be more fruitful. I will trim the flowers fine. That's so that you'll be more fruitful. I can, if you want to be more fruitful, it must prune. And pruning is not sweet. It's not sweet. So what is pruning? Pruning is that horticultural, cultural practice that involves the selective removal of certain parts. God will select certain parts of you that must die. And you know something? It's where you are strongest the most that God comes and cuts that strength away. Because as I learned, God's strength cannot meet your strength. If he meets your strength, he will go back. Unless he takes your strength and turns it to weakness. It is in your weakness that God's strength is perfected. So that, that area of earth, that's where I'm sure, that's where God will weaken you. Yeah, that's what he did for Jacob. He knew where his strength was. So when you can't walk, when you can't stand, I will take your hip bone out. Because that's where his strength is. So he said, he will select a certain part of you and remove it. It's not cutting you off. It's not uprooting. You won't die. So I said, ah, I feel like dying. I want to die. You see, you will not die. 
Because God did not come to kill you. His intention is not to kill you. Pruning is not going to kill any plants. Because the husband man knows what to cut off. It's not touching your roots. It's not. So, you wonder how painful it is. How God kept Jonah in the well of the in the in the belly of a shark or a whale for three days and he didn't die. It's only God that knows. Because normally he preserved him. He said he will sustain you through it. But you will pass through it. It will sustain you, but you will pass through it. Now the second definition is to trim uh, a tree or shrub or, or, or bush by cutting away dead and overgrown branches. Look at that. Dead overgrown branches. Where you feel, ah, Nami, you are too full of yourself. That's overgrown branches, man. I am too full. See how they spread. God will say, okay. Bring my scissors. <laughs> Begin to cut. You will cry, you will be agitated. What happened? God is taking my pride. He will take your pride because it is is that pride is pride. What he will give to you is grace because he will make you humble. <laughs> and then he will say, I will help you. You shall not be confounded. You shall not be put to shame. Because naturally, what you will pass through will look like God is shaming me. Eh? It's so that you will find meaning in God. And you know find your definition in the things that happen to you, the things you do. I've been to a, my, uh, let me not even start talking about myself. Shame. Uh, it will come now. Because you were proud in the first place. Your existence was based on the things, number of this, number of that, so that I can look good, so that people will know that I'm not a failure. Eh, that's where God will come for you. I say, what would I tell people? Well, until I lost that, what would I tell people syndrome? Because it's syndrome. It happens to people like that. I don't care what you think about me. I want to look good before you. Affirmation of men. That's what we'd like. And God doesn't like it because your focus is still external. It's still man. You want to look good. Ah. <sighs> I love to, I love, there was a time when I just wanted the affirmation of man. I would do something, I would wait for someone to say, that's good, you did well. At the point, I would do it uh, and they would not say anything. I will be waiting. <laughs> uh, that time has passed too. And God will make them not see anything. I will be feeling some, God will say, what is wrong with you? So you like the praise of man. And it will not come. I, I, until I, I didn't know that God has dealt with that area of my life. Yeah, maybe 80%. <laughs> because it will make sure it doesn't come. And I, later, I don't even feel it. I don't feel that pain again. So I will be feeling pain. But I don't feel it. Because it will make sure that people don't affirm me. So, so the last, last time, I, I, did, I just, ah, I'm sorry, I've grown now. Because I didn't even feel it. Because it didn't send me so that I can feel fine. Even if you do anything, both at the ministerial level or even the office, and you think it's worth clapping, and people don't clap, it's because God is dealing with that area that wants people to clap. He wants men to clap. If someone will not say, you didn't even do it well, uh, even when you are exhausted, so that 
You don't say, ah, this person, eh, he doesn't like me. Go brought Judas. There is a Judas everywhere so that I can betray you. You will now feel the pain of betrayal. How did Jesus feel when his own disciples betrayed him? You must feel it. Yeah. And Judas came to fulfill scripture. So there's some people in your life right now that you don't like what they are doing to you. They are helping you fulfill scripture. They are bringing scripture alive in you. Love them. Okay. Like them. You can't love them. There are God's sent agents to, to distort your life so that you can run to God. I think that word is for somebody. Mm, let's go. That word is for somebody. So don't, don't dislike them. They'll look like Peter and, and Judas and all these Thomas and, you know, their character in the scripture. But God said, yes, they, they were raised for you. Like Moses was raised for the destruction of Pharaoh. So I will show to you wonders to Pharaoh. And he adding his life, his acts. So some people have been adding and they are disturbing you. And you are saying, God, take them away. You do know they are pruning system for you. God pulls them there as pruning system. Hey, this model. This model. God will help us. So let's go for that. Let's see what we can do before we take another break. Now I want to introduce you to the other side of God. There are so many sides of God. God as my father. God as my lover. God as my beautiful, God as the master, is God as a businessman. <laughs> Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Please take your time and read it. God is an investor and he wants a return on investment. That's the truth. He is an investor. Do you know the greatest investment he has made? Is Jesus. He has made Jesus. He has given up his own son. As the greatest, there is no other sacrifice other than that sacrifice. So the greatest investment he has is Jesus. And that's why he's calling sons. That in Jesus is going to have sons and daughters. Sons, boy, let's say sons. Because we are all sons. Okay? So he has made an investment in your life. He's not going to just look at you. And you'll be, maybe you're not even using the investment of God. You're not using, you're not even using your gift. Or you are performing below expectation. You are performing below the capacity he has placed in. He will prune you. So that you can give him better results. You know, you can, you can have a gadget and you see that you, you, this gadget or whatever it is, equipment. It's because you know the capacity. It's performing below the capacity. You go and sort the issue out so that it can perform at optimal cap capacity. Because he, he, he expects fruits from you. And there's a level of productivity that makes the father's heart glad. There's a level of harvest you must bring in. And if he sees that you're not bringing him, you are not there yet. He will remember so that he can be more fruitful. That's it. That's the other side of God. He's a businessman. And can I say this? Let me chip this in. Because sometimes we think it's all about us. It's not all about you. Sometimes I feel it. I felt it was all about me. And God said, forget. I'm not going to wait on your emotion. I'm not going to make you feel good. People are tied to your destiny. You must stand up. And I'm not doing it to affirm whatever you think so that I can show that you're a woman of God. No, that's your, that's your motive, which is very wrong. God is not emotional with us. He is looking. And time is not on his side too. We don't have time. So he said, please, can you leave this childish thing and go and do the work? Yet, in pain, 
Yet you're bleeding. And God is saying, please, it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel our pain. He feels it. But he knows your capacity. He knows what you can bear. And he will not pamper you. Pamper you to the detriment of your life? No. I'm hard. Sorry if I'm standing this very harsh. But that's the truth. We, it, some of us are business women. And you know when you put money. And you put energy. And you're not getting results. Sometimes we are not making God happy because we are just making, we're just playing, we're just wasting time, we're just being on, especially we may be unnecessary emotional. And God said, please, people testing are tied to you and they cannot rise unless you rise. So how long are you going to stand up? How long are you going to sit down and continue to weep and mourn? That's what he told Joshua. Please, he said to Samuel rather, please go and anoint David. Time is going. There's an agenda. Do you understand? So there's things that we want to do for ourselves, and God say it is for a higher agenda. Don't personalize this thing. I'm taking you somewhere. Do you think coming to class, doing alone with God? I love to teach. Beautiful. I love it. Do you think it's convenient for me? <laughs> ah, there's something I want to say, but I'm taking it back. <laughs> It's not. It's beyond me. Sometimes I want to like, God, please, I want to be on my own. I want to take a break. Let me just sleep. Say, take a break. I will, oh, in fact, immediately I'll begin to see that people attached to me, there are issues. Because God say, you see now, you are taking it because you're not praying. See this one, what happened? See this one, what happened? And I will begin to see people that I'm supposed to help, not being helped. And God will even open my eyes to see more that I don't even know physically. Attached to my grace. And God said, dude, they are waiting for you. And they are in pain. Because they have to be released. They are waiting for you. So stand off because of them. Don't be selfish. It's not about you. Jesus wasn't selfish. He laid down his life. So look beyond you. Okay? Hallelujah. And God is an agriculturist. He knows seasons. He knows time. You know the kind of the kind of soil you must be planted in because of the kind of maybe the kind of seed you have and the kind of plant God has made you. We are different though. So it will come, you know, this season is for pruning because something is ahead of you. God's deposit has come, the grace has come, it's, it's coming and you must be ready to take the next, the next or the new move of God. See, this pruning always come like a cycle. It's like a supported for those of us Project management says so project cycle or project cycle. It, you, it will start, stop, start, stop. That cycle will always come. When you are ready for another level, it will come again. When you you pass your test, you promoted, you, you upscale, then when it's time for you to it will happen again. So it's not a once for all, no. Okay, so he knows our season, he knows the timing, he knows when God says it's time for you to ascend. See, anyone that wants to ascend, you there must be turbulence. Turbulence. There must be turbulence. Because when you want to bring it to another eye, there will be turbulence. So when you see the turbulence, he's saying that a new season is coming for you. Don't despise it. Receive grace to break through it. That's it. I, in fact, I have experienced this lately. Lately. For the past, from the last alone we got, that's the retreat we had in March. I knew God say there's a new season and there have been turbulence. And God has helped me. True. Yes. Because I must enter that season. 
And somebody else shouldn't stop me. Because I know there's somewhere ahead. Okay? Fine. So let's just move fast. What is the purpose of pruning? I've talked about this. The purpose of pruning is to make you a better vessel. Hmm? For you to bear more fruits. Okay? For you to live a, an impactful life. For you to have more coverage. To have more coverage. Some of us are sent to nations. There's a way you... A sound you must make in the spiritual realm. If you are a, a voice that must go to nations. Can I say that again? Some of us are sent to nations. And nations does not really mean physical nations. It's also territorial governance. Where um, not human being can be human being can also be landscape. Okay? Where your voice must be heard across some territorial um, space. In the spiritual realm and also physical. So there is a sound your voice must make in the spiritual realm. To be able to amount to that. To be able to sit on, on to be able to sit on that level. Am I saying it well? Fine. Let me say it well. I hope you got me, Sha. To be able to operate in that realm as a voice to the nation, you must make a certain sound in the spirit. And before you can make a certain sound in the spirit, there must be capacity, spiritual capacity. A spiritual capacity that makes uh, an apostle. A great man of God just speak. He will just talk as I'm talking. He will not even shout. Get out of this. Leave now. Leave now. You speak. He won't shout. He will just say, Live in the name of John. The person will fall down. It's spiritual capacity. Uh -huh. If you say, Live now, even if I you say, <laughs> You know, there are spiritual capacity that some people don't even, they will just pray five minutes. They don't even pray 20 minutes for you. And you go, you come out, they will touch you. Just place your their hand on you. And things that happen without even them praying. Mm -mm. It's because they are built spiritual capacity. And God, pruning is one of the things that builds spiritual capacity. So that you may, can make that sound. Because if you don't make that sound, you can't become that voice to the nation. So let's go. I think I've said that. So And also to stand the storm and ash condition because they will come. Say, and the wind beat vehemently against the house. It didn't say... If, you say, when, one will be pulled down, one will remain standing. There will be storms. So it's for you to be able to build capacity to withhold the storm. That is the purpose of pruning. Okay? Can I go through it again? The purpose of pruning, to become better vessel, to bear more food, to make more impact and coverage, then also to stand the storm and ash weather. Holy Spirit, help us. This is the last module, but it's, I think it's going to be a bit lengthy. Now let's go to pruning tools. I have three here. The wilderness, the storm, and the refiner's fire. The wilderness, the storm, and the refiner's fire. Let me see if I can do this in the next few minutes. Wow. Ah, today's module. <laughs> God, God, God just came for us. Okay, let me start with the wilderness. This Wilderness as the God's pruning tool is something that I feel that I can write a book on if God permits because <laughs> I've been there. Uh, let's just go to the slide. Let me not, I don't want to really share too much of my story here because this audio is in the public space and we may actually take it down after the 
after the program is possible that I will take it off. Okay, so let's go. God's pruning too, and it's the wilderness we're talking about. Read the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy on your own. Because it's a journey. Just study it. If you are passing through the wilderness experience, as I call it, go through these books and you'll find comfort. You'll find a way of escape. You'll find strategies how to minimize uh, pain, not the impact. How to, you know, how to just navigate. And you understand what is happening to you. Okay. Study. This area is study. Now, in the wilderness, you will not, you may be lack of what you want. There will be want, but you will not lack anything that you need. There will be supernatural supply. Why do God take us through the wilderness? He takes us through the wilderness so that He can test our faith. It's a preparation process. So He can test your faith in Him. That's what He said. He said, so that uh, they will not turn back. It doesn't want indominus Christian. A lot of this generation, we have indominus. God give me, don't give me, I'm going. I don't understand that kind of a thing. You are going where? <laughs> God, you can see. You know, some, some people are even judging God. They are even angry with God. They are even speaking to God as if they are brother. He said, I will take them through the wilderness to test their resolve, their faith. The foundation will be tested. Do you actually believe what you confess that you believe? So that it is a long, a 40 days turned into 40 years. So that let's test. And when God tested them, he saw that they failed. Only a few of them came out. Only a few. So he saw that they failed. Fine. So there will be lack, you we will lack in want, but not in need, because there will be supernatural. So let's look at this scripture. Ezekiel 20.10 says, So I took them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the... God is the one. Even Jesus, he led them. The Spirit of the Lord led them into what? Into the wilderness. See, Mark 12. 12 Mark 11, 12 to 13. says, Immediately the Spirit compelled him or impelled him to go into, out into the wilderness. So he's, he's, not, he's not devil. And wilderness is a place, you know what wilderness actually signifies physically. That's what it signifies spiritually. There's no water. It is desert. Oh, your body will say, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Because everything, all your comfort will be taken away. The, the comfort will be taken away now. No water bed. <laughs> no cushion. Not, everything that is called once. Bam. But the thing you need for life, which is to eat manna. He will supply it so that you don't die. <laughs> and in that 40 years, their footwear mm -mm, was intact. Those are the need. All this extracurricular activity, God will take you out of it. Hey, my God. I've been there. I share with them when I said there was a time I, you know, I had. I went for an assignment, I had money. And I was like, okay, this money, I want you to buy back. I don't know if any woman here. Remember, I also used to buy bag, and the bag was a bit expensive. But at least I have suffered now. I went for an assignment; it's my money. I suffered to make the money. And God said, "You are buying what?" I said, "But he said you are not buying any bag." He placed embargo on me buying bag for myself for years. <laughs> he said, "When others pay, I said, ah, but I give." And I said, "No, this money you use for something. You must not buy." I didn't buy the bag, and I was carrying my tattered bag around. It wasn't sweet. It wasn't funny. Do you know when God wanted to comfort me? I don't know what happened. My husband just bought back as a birthday gift for me. 
I was almost crying. So when you are past your this, I will not bring the bag. But this morning, you know, I was there and I was angry. So that when I, it went from anger, it went to from anger, it went to uh, pain. You know, you can be angry, then later you'll be you you feel pained. Excuse me, please. So it went from anger, it went to pain. That's when I was anytime I come to church and I carry my tattered bag. I'll look at other people carry their bags. I say, what is this? I have money. Even with my money, I cannot buy what I want. What is this life? What is this life all about? Why is my life like this? Hey, that's how life is. I've heard of an apostle that said that he had money and God did not permit him to buy a car for himself. And he will be jumping and taking tags and he had money. Say, God, what is the meaning of this? Now he has a lot of cars. People have brought cars. Oh. So it's, 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 it's a time where you, your comfort will be taken, where we de-emphasize you want, you want. Where you bear hard times for the gospel, for you, the sake of your tomorrow. God will teach you that I will not love money. I can't even share my story. You will know so that you don't like money too much. It, it will take the love of money from you. It will comfort you later, but so that you de-emphasize your ownership of things. Your, the meaning of your life does not come from. So at that point, I'll be feeling like I'm wearing tattered things and there's money. God wants to say, even when you are naked, you'll be comfortable and comfortable and what? I don't know the English. Be comfortable. You, you, you are not what you wear. I love to wear good things. I wear good things. But God will de-emphasize it for you. So that you, your focus will not be. Become fin comfortable and con con I don't know the English. I want to say con convenience. Let it be comfortable in it. That's even the English. Let me go. <laughs> and we need to hear this as women. God will not take you with your baggages. Leave your baggages back. You want to soar higher? You can't be heavy. You must be lightweight. And lightweight with you, all this weight that easily besets you, sin that is unnecessary things, you will drop it. You will drop it. You will drop it. So the Lord has blessed you in all that you've done. Jeremy 2 7. And he has known your wandering. He's wandering. And another sign of widow is that you'll be wandering. You don't even know where you are going. <laughs> the time I say, God, please, what are we doing? Like, please let me understand my life. My life is not making me. Because they just follow me. I say, to where? Where? It's wandering. That's another. You, you, there will be comfort. You will be wandering. They're wandering. Because in wilderness, there is no pathway. You don't know which road leads to this road. They will be wandering. Those are the confusion. Not, not be able to grab what God and He will let He will let you be. He won't tell you. He won't tell you everything. God doesn't tell us everything about our life. That this will happen tomorrow. He will tell you the end. How you will get to the end, He will show you the way. That's it. He will tell you what He will make, he make out of you. But how you, you the road that will lead to that destination. There was a time God told me that we just stop looking at your the end, your destination. Just enjoy the process. I say, God, he say yes, enjoy the process. No matter how meaningless it is. The process is more important because it's the process that will take you to the end, to the end points. So stop focusing at the end points and neglect what I'm doing with you. 
I think that word is for somebody. Just stop looking and say, let's what will happen. Let me go show me where he, he has shown you, but on the road there will show you. That's why it's God. You can't show you everything. Okay. So wilderness is a pruning system. And the question of trust will be will be will be on the fourth burner. Do you trust God? Yeah. The question will be the question of trust. Do you trust what do you trust him that I say he will take you to the Canaan land? Do you trust what he's doing with you? You know, they didn't trust him so much. And that's why when Moses went up, they went to uh, make a golden calf and they were worshipping. Say, with this one, maybe God has even taken him. His trust is you. Maybe he will not come back. God, what are you, when you are asking God, what are you doing with me? That means you don't trust the one that is leading you. So it's part of our preparation. So that our faith can anchor. Not in the things that God does for us, but in him. Because our sufficiency is in God. So it's not about what he does. It's about him. You must be totally comfortable, confident. I don't know. There's one seed I'm looking for. In God. Okay? Hallelujah. So Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, by the devil, by God himself. The spirit led him. So God can lead you into the wilderness so that he can be tempted. There's something I want to say here before I go for that. forgetting it. Yes, the word of God will take you through the wilderness. You always hear God. He will speak to you. That's the truth. It won't be silent when you do wilderness. It will come speaking to you. So if you are passing through this wilderness experience, please always listen to the word because it is the word that will tell you where the path is so that it can, it can lead you because it must lead you out of you. You can't die in the wilderness. It will lead you out. So if you, if you lose the voice of God in the wilderness, you may be there for 25 years. 28 years. So one thing you must not miss or you must take cognizance of and you must hold dear is the word of God. Because he always, you can see in the scripture, he always come down through Moses to give the next direction, the next direction. The direction that will take you out of that way that is going to come from the word of God. So you must hear God. And I think that's, that's the word. Thank you, Jesus. So the next gospel in truth <laughs> it's Tom say I'm laughing but some of you may be crying when you are listening sorry because me I've cried my own before <laughs> but yeah I still I still feel I feel I feel that the pain will always be there but God always shooting your pain so storm Isaiah 43 verse to say when you pass through the storm Pass you through the waters, no, not storm. Say, I will be there. I will be there where you pass through. Say, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Okay? And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. That's a promise. He said, when? He say if you know, it is a compulsory course. It is when? You will pass streets, okay? Now, it's there are different types of storm. The same storm. There is a storm that will test your spiritual experiences. When you're having spiritual experience, it will test you, your resolve. 
it will come. It may come like an attack. You know, when you are sending, when you're doing great things, when you're doing supernatural things, when you're having an encounter, there will be storm. Like Peter walked on water. You know, God is opening up to a new realm. And the storm came. It was even the storm was there. It was because he looked at the storm that he gave him. Because the storm was already there. He didn't take notice of it. So, so far, Jesus said, come. So there are times that when you have spiritual experiences, the devil will just be very mad. It will bring distraction and it come, come in a form of storm. So that's the different type of storm, the first type. Of, the second type of storm comes to test your foundation. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 24 to 27, I don't want to read it. It says the storm beat against the building to test the foundation. So when you say, I love God, I can do it. I say, okay, you can do all things for God. Okay, give me your job. Go into waiting season. I can do. Give me you. Everything else can wait. It will make everything wait as you sang that song. And it will give you himself. And everything else will not come. Everything will not come. So if you say you like, uh, oh, no, so I used to say, please, when you are singing, uh, please understand the words of the song you sing. You sang, give me you, everything else. And everything else has been withheld, and you are crying. Why? That's what your prayer in your song. Okay? Let's go. So the, the second song is, that will come is to test the foundation of your life. A lot of us have passed through <laughs> just to test if you deny your faith. If you stay true to your confession, it will come. Ah, it will come. And the third one is that storm that beat against the boat. Beat against your assignment. When you are on an assignment, ah, this one is dole, true banker. Sure, I have seen it over and over and over again. When you are on an assignment, the storm will just come. Say, the day God says, okay, go and do this. That's when you... Hmm. I don't want to give an example of myself. Sometimes when I'm on assignment, spiritual assignment, that's when distraction will come. People will just be calling me, making me angry. I say, God, what is this? <laughs> Some things will just happen. Or when you just finish a major encounter, finish having a major encounter, or finish a major assignment, the storm will come and say, hey, now you free that person. Let me come and test your health too. You pray for someone's person, God. You say, come, let me give you a dick. Let me see if <laughs> you will not run. You know, so there are some storms that beat against us when we are on a definite and defined assignment. Okay, but in everything, God allows us to go through. So it's like you can test your faith, your foundation, your 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 uh, reliance, your trust, your depending on God. So that when you see the storm, you will not start only after skelter. You will say, Jesus, help me. And that's the right thing to say. God, Jesus held his hand. As soon as I say, Jesus, I'm sinking. Jesus straight out and held his hand. God will hold your hand to it. You will not sink in the name of And your, your building will not collapse because the foundation is already built on God, built on Jesus. No matter what the case may be, that's why you will dig deep. Don't build. Don't be in a hurry to, I want to let people know me. No, take your time to dig deep. Because the remnants of Jacob, the remnants of Jacob shall take their roots downward and they will be able to bear fruit upward. So it's, it's that's just it.
What's the purpose of this stuff? It's to test your foundation. I talked about it. To test your resolve. To test your faith in God. And the question of depth and focus will be tested. Your depths. When people are, don't have a, a root, they don't have, they have not been with God for a long time, or they don't have some difference and dimension of encounters and things happen to them. You see the way they will talk now. Like, God, where are you? I would say, it's in heaven. You don't where God is, it's in heaven. <laughs> so you when the building begins to shake, it shows that you have issue with your foundation. Go back. Go back. All the mighty are falling. Go back. You may look as if you are there. And the storm will tell you that your foundation is having error. It's better you sort it out now before you continue to build. Hallelujah. So let's go. And the focus is very important. You must focus on God. The third one before we take a prayer break. You will listen to all this module. Ah, uh, you will listen. Is the refining fire Malaga Barabbas? I feel we should take a prayer break now. Let's take a prayer break. Let's just pray before we go to a refining fire. Father, we thank you. Please pray. Pray for yourself. Holy Spirit, help me. 